Hey, okay, so hey, uh, I think everybody knows me for the most part here. My name's Luke again. This is Wes, and Wes Hi. is excited to be here. Very excited. Yeah, so we should give him a very low, no, no, no. <laughs> give him a very subtle, it's okay that you're here, okay? Thank you. That was perfect, yeah. <laughs> All right, so real deal, I love this man so much. I'm so proud of him. Uh, you know, when he, um, he would, had just finished seminary, I'm just going to tell you a little, quick little background, because some of you are new enough you don't know Wes, but um, I, I knew his parents, actually, who were vineyard pastors, um, and I think about six years ago, uh, we were in the process of moving here, and they said, hey, our, our son is finishing up seminary, and he would really like to get some experience, and we were so desperate here, we were like, we can give him that, <laughs> and uh, I think he told me something crazy like, oh, I only need to get paid like $100 a week. And I was sold. We'll take you. Uh, and so Wes moved here shortly after uh, we had been here for maybe six or seven months, I think. And he came in, you know, in our church, our kind of our story as a church, um, for those of you who remember, you know, our church is about 30 years old now. And uh, we had gone through a season of, of decline for a period of time. And then the Lord just really started doing some really cool things here. And we were growing, and uh, you know, we were just really kind of, honestly, Don and I were really desperate for help. And so when he came, we're really excited about that. And Wes came and jumped in, and you served here for about three and a half years as a pastor. And now you are doing what? Uh, now I'm a chaplain in a trauma one hospital in Portland. Yeah, yeah. So that, let me translate for what he just said. Grow city. Because uh, some of you don't understand <laughs> South African, but. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, we're, we're, we're really happy that they're here. And Irene, who led communions, sitting over there, you want to say hi to her after the service too. But Can I, can I quickly share that quick story about my accent? Please do. Uh, so if you don't understand me, that's totally fine. On my last day here, my last Sunday here as a pastor, uh, one of the members came up to me and he was like, just so you know, I probably understood about 50% of what you said for the majority of the time that you were here. And he was like, now I understand about 80%. And he was like, you're a pretty funny guy. And so uh, that just left me with so many doubts and questions. As I was leaving, I was going, did most people not <laughs> understand me my entire time here? And uh, that was very troubling for me. But yeah. it's funny now. Things are, getting, yeah. things, things are going better now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what we want to do today is, uh, is, do a, uh, is do something a little bit different than a normal sermon we would do. Um, you know, Wes and I were talking uh, about this month, uh, so today is Pentecost Sunday, and it's the day when historically for about 2,000 years, uh, churches have celebrated this day as a reminder about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit found in Acts chapter 2. And so if you go back and you're reading the biblical story, um, Jesus had lived his life, he gets crucified on the third day, he's raised from the dead at the resurrection, and then um, at, after a certain period of time, um, the Holy Spirit came, and that's what we call Pentecost, and it was actually on Pentecost, a, a Jewish holiday, and so this is the day that the church generally talks about that. So our type of church, I was thinking about what kind of church are we? We're, kind of, we're the kind of church that is, um, we kind of have, we're leaning into a number of different things. Historically, the vineyard would be identified as kind of like an evangelical charismatic church, meaning the emphasis oftentimes is on the Bible and the Holy Spirit, and those are absolutely who we are. But as you know, we also are leaning into some other identities too. You know, um, 
you know, we receive communion every week and we pray litanies, which are more traditional. And the reason why we do that partly is because we believe that the Holy Spirit can spontaneously do miraculous things and can speak to our hearts and we might lean into something which would be in line with like the charismatic aspect of Christianity. But we also think that the Holy Spirit has been at work in the church for 2,000 years. And some of the prayers that we are praying that are thousands of years old are also important too and we're inspired by the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Yeah, so we're kind of trying to thread the needle between all these different things. So Wes, uh, being the great preparer that he is, uh, we came up with some questions. We. We, meaning you. <laughs> and so let's, let's talk about the Holy Spirit a little bit. We're going we're gonna to spend this whole entire month talking about who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Because, I mean, I, you just have to know in our church's history... I don't think our church would exist if it wasn't for our passion and love for the work of the Spirit. And I think all over this room, there's many of us who we've experienced God's presence in a, in a unique way, in a special way, and because of that, we want more of that. Uh, and just really quickly, I, I would actually just like to, just out of curiosity, how many of you, by a show of your hands, would say you have had an experience with the Holy Spirit in some way, shape, or form? Just out, just out, of, curi- just out of curiosity, how many of you? Okay, so look, look around the room if you can. A significant amount of you. And so for those of you who have had that, would you agree that we would like more of that? Amen. Okay. So who is the Holy Spirit, Wes? <laughs> Great question, Luke. Um, well, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I think the first thing and like most fundamental thing for me is constantly reminding myself that the Holy Spirit is a person and not an energy force field or an abstract thing, if that makes sense. And so when the Holy Spirit is present with us, that's a person of the Trinity um, and not just like a force field that just does what it wants, but actually a person that is touching our lives and wanting to get us know, wanting to get to know us more. And ultimately for me, I think the Holy Spirit is constantly drawing us to Jesus. Um, and so for me, the Holy Spirit first and foremost is a person mm-hmm. and a person that's part of the Trinity, um, yeah. you know, so, uh, yeah, that's a very quick, yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think to add to that, um, I think it's really common for us to be able to, um, relate to the idea of God as father oftentimes, not everybody, but that's oftentimes easy. And then secondarily, I think we all can relate to the idea of Jesus being God, you know, because the gospels. But I, I just think that for most people, the Holy Spirit is like the mystery, yeah. right? It's like who, you know, what, how do we relate to the Holy Spirit? So I think it's helpful to think of the Spirit as a person. Yeah. What would you add to that? What would also help us maybe unravel that mystery a, a little bit? I mean, not fully, right? Because we can't fully comprehend God. But in some ways, it seems like, you know, maybe we're hesitant to even foster a relationship with the Spirit because it seems so foreign. Well, um, I think a good example is probably um, like Shannon. I think it takes, uh, there's a famous saying in the vineyard that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And um, I, you know, I, I really think that's true because I think it's not until we sense something but then it takes that initiative on our part to take a step and find out if that makes sense. Mm. And so I, I think there is that element where we can find out what the spirit 
is doing in our lives and we can take that step. And I think that's also a reminder that the Spirit is wanting not to just like be a puppet master, but actually wants us to participate with him mm. and participate with what God is trying to do. And so Shannon's example is great. She felt a stirring, a sensing, but she wouldn't have known what the Spirit was doing until she took that step. And mm. yeah, um, and in many ways, that is a mystery. How that works out, how are we supposed to figure that out until we just follow? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, just maybe to help us think a little bit about uh, our, all of our church back. So lack of church background, like many of you in this room maybe don't have a church background, so all this is new. And then um, like I grew up in the vineyard for most of my life, but I also spent a significant uh, a number of years in a Pentecostal environment, which there's a lot of similarities because the Pentecostal tradition, just so everybody knows, I am pro-Pentecostal, <laughs> meaning I, there's differences we might have in the way we do things, but we, both of those traditions, we really love and value the work of the Spirit. Um, but I grew up in, in a church for a while that was like really pretty, pretty crazy. That'd be the only way I could describe Me it. Me too, yeah. Yeah, so we, you did too. Like, I had, tell me about I it. I would have nightmares uh, because, because I, would, I would be a kid and I would walk past the sanctuary and I would see them laying down towels. And I just, I, I did not want to see my parents fall over. <laughs> okay, hold and on, hold on. No one, know, what do you mean by towels? Why do they have towels? They would put blankets and towels in the front because they knew that the spirit would come and people would be falling over. Okay. And for a little kid, that was a little bit traumatizing because I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And I didn't want to see my parents falling over and like shaking or, you know. Doing stuff like that. I didn't know what was going on. And okay. so I just, I have that vivid memory of just being like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah. And my, my background, my mom became a Christian in a non-charismatic church where like they didn't, I, we always would joke around about his father, son, and holy Bible. That was the Trinity. And she, so when she became charismatic, we started going to this church where all of a sudden we had musical instruments and there were banners flying around and people running around in circles. And I I think I was like seven or eight, and I, at the time, I really did think my mom had like gone insane. <laughs> I was like, she's crazy. I got to call like social services, you know? I mean, this is just, it was so foreign to what I had experienced. And then later on, uh, when I was attending a certain church that always would have like these really, really powerful, I guess, experiences with the Spirit, I would be praying as I was going to school that the Holy Spirit wouldn't show up because I had a friend coming. I was like, please, Holy Spirit, just don't show today. Just don't show, you know. But so while we're kind of pointing out how there's so, some churches that have a real, a real um, extreme, maybe more hyper approach to it, yeah. he, here's what I do want to say is it's not that that's not the Holy Spirit, yeah, no. right? So help us understand, like, you know, what, why do we do things a little bit differently? Here in the vineyard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well... I think it, it's, it's definitely linked to our theology of the Spirit. And we definitely, if you've noticed, we'll constantly be saying things like we have a both-and approach. Um, and so we do recognize that the Spirit could come at any moment. And guess what? People could be um, on the floor shaking. Like that's definitely within the power of the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, and that could be necessary. But we have that, and we also know that the Spirit is present with us in communion, you know, and the mm -hmm. present is with us when we pray together a litany. And so I think that's um, 
for me, that's the way I see it, is that we, we really lean into the both and theology realm. And we want to recognize the spirits. And I, I think it also goes back to where it's like the power that we, that came with, you know, uh, Pentecostal movements, charismatic movements like the Vineyard, was that it was something that was neglected. It was an area, a stream of the, the Holy Spirit's work that was neglected for so long. And so when it sort of um, became, uh, people became aware of it, you know, it was powerful. But like Luke was saying, that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit wasn't working in other places and in other areas too. It was just that this was something new. And mm-hmm. um, both are powerful and both are formational. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know if that's what you were. No, that's good. I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, that make, does that make sense? Yeah. A little bit? Anybody? Okay. Yeah. So I guess what I'm kind of thinking is that I keep coming back to this phrase about threading the needle, you know, trying to keep these tensions because uh, we, we, like one of the questions are like, what kind of church are you? Are you, do you, you know, is your church in an evangelism church? Are you missional? Do you care about reaching the lost? Or are you a um, liturgical church that prays pre-written prayers and receives communion every week? Or are you a Holy Spirit Pentecostal charismatic church? Or are you, you know, do you care about families? It's like, I always want to say, yeah, we're all of those. And the reason why we're all of those is because I think that's what the Bible teaches. And it's super hard. It'd be really easy to just pick one of those things and like run with it. (laughs) But we're trying to thread the needle and keep the tension. And, And so that's what I love about, I love about our environment at times is that we can, we can lean into these different things that the Spirit does, I guess. But let's talk about experiencing the Spirit. Um, you know, one of the questions that you so wisely put together. Sounds right. You, <laughs> yeah, so good, is you, you were thinking we could talk about what, are, what do you see as being the primary work of the Spirit, works of the Spirit? Like, what does the Spirit do? You know, because I, I would like to say as a pastor in our church, I'm hoping that every single person in this room... Um, like the whole point of following Jesus to become more like Jesus, which seems to imply and require we have more of the Spirit's presence in our life. So what does the Spirit do? Uh, well, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I think one of the, if not the primary thing that the Spirit does is whatever, if, it's, if the Spirit is uh, coming on you and you're shaking or you're speaking in tongues or if you receive a quiet word from the Spirit in service or wherever you are. I think ultimately at the end of the day, that's, the Spirit is trying to draw us to Jesus and draw us to the love of Christ and at the same time then invite us into an ongoing relationship where we're stepping out in faith, where we're serving, where mm. we're learning what it means to live like Jesus. And okay. we're learning what it means to serve others, to love others well. What it means when Paul says... How do we place someone above us? How do we do that? Well, it's through the work of the Spirit. The Spirit is going to um, teach us. Uh, the Spirit has said a lot of things in the Bible, a comforter. The Spirit is going to lead us to truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those things are going to happen in very concrete ways in our lives, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's going to draw us to Jesus. That's going to draw us to following Jesus and be immersed in the life of Jesus and story oh, of good. Jesus. Number of you stood up to get to get prayer, and wouldn't you agree that the primary goal right there is to be refilled with the Spirit, right? And so the good news about how the Spirit works is, I just think that anything that we're we're needing 
we need God's help for. What You want to know what the primary thing the Holy Spirit does is helps us become more like Jesus. Helps us worship Jesus, helps us become more like Jesus, um, fills us up, encourages us. Because one of the primary like themes throughout the Bible about the Spirit is the Spirit brings refreshment, renewal, hope. In, in Romans 5, one of my favorite things that Paul says is he says the reason why the Holy Spirit was given was to pour out the love of God into your heart. And Shannon said earlier that there's a lot of people out there that need more of God's love, right? And that's one of the things the Holy Spirit does. So what, what else would you say that the Spirit does? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw my own context now as a chaplain. And one of the most eye-opening things for me that I've seen is just like, obviously in the setting I'm in, I'm constantly surrounded by death or heartbrokenness or people who are there who did not plan to be there and now their whole lives are turned upside down by something either meaningless that wasn't their fault or, you know, I was just with a um, young girl and she was hit by a DUI driver and now she's paralyzed and she did nothing wrong. She's a Christian, she followed Jesus, or she did all the right things, and yet something like that happens, you know. And I still believe that maybe that's pushing more into the mysterious part of, of life that we live in, is that the Spirit is still there. And oftentimes we think that the Spirit isn't present in grief either, but the Spirit is so present with us in grief. Um, just as the Spirit was present in Pentecost, where the church seemed to be experiencing this high, so was the Spirit present with Jesus when He was on the cross. And the Spirit is there when we're in our highs, but also when we're in the valley. And oftentimes, what we want is to put the Spirit to build a bridge to get us over the valley, but really what the Spirit is doing is helping us just create an incubator where we can just go through the valley. And so when I'm, when I'm with patients, uh, I think people have this perception that chaplains are there to like help patients feel better. I'm not. I'm there to help patients. Um, I'm there to help create an incubator for patients so that they can feel what they need to feel because the Holy Spirit is there in those intense feelings. And um, it's when you go through that valley that you really get to see the powerful work of the Holy Spirit too. Mm. Um, and so I think that's really, really important because sometimes we can get into this idea that the Holy Spirit is only associated with highs or only associated with these feelings of happiness or excitement, but the Holy Spirit is also associated with grief, with sadness, with despair. The Holy Spirit is... I can't imagine what Jesus was going through in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. And I can't imagine how he must have been feeling, but I know the Spirit was with him mm-hmm. through that. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why we're wanting to kind of lean into this for our community is um, it seems like, again, if you pick different types of churches, which this morning I was thinking about wanting to clarify, like, I, I I love our church, but I love the church, meaning all followers of Jesus. I just think the church is, uh, it's complicated, <laughs> but it's Jesus' community, and, you know, Different churches have these different emphases, though. And so, like, in, you know, evangelical churches, it seems like the work of the Spirit is primarily in helping us understand the Bible. And I, w- I want you to know, as just I want you to read the Bible. 
Can everybody say, I understand that? <laughs> okay, I think reading the Bible is really good and important. We should be doing that as followers of Jesus. And I, and I want the Spirit to help us to understand Scripture and apply Scripture. You know, so evangelical churches focus on that. And then charismatic churches, in my, my background, tend to focus on things like the gift of healing or prophecy or other supernatural things. And wouldn't it be great if we had more healing and more prophetic ministry? Amen? Some of you are like, I'm not really sure about that. But I, I do. I want more of that. And then, um, but I think what Wes is kind of fleshing out for us, teasing out a little bit, is that the more that I've read the Bible, the more that I've, I've thought theologically about the implication to that question of what about when we're going through the valley, how is the Lord present? The more I also want us to think about how the Holy Spirit is at work in other areas. Because it's interesting to me in Genesis chapter 1, in the very beginning, in verse 1 it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? Right? That's the first opening. And then two verses later it says that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. And so in the very beginning of creation, the Spirit's there. And then at the very end of the book of Revelation, at the very final, we see the Spirit and the bride saying, Come. And so, it, it, to me, it's, it's so important for us to think through our relationship, obviously, with Jesus, because we don't have a relationship with God apart from Jesus. But the way that this, the, the, the kingdom works is that Jesus promised to send his spirit into our lives. And that's the promise. Actually, the, the inheritance we have as followers of Jesus is that we've been given the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we're going we're gonna to lean into that for this month. But... Uh, I'd like to have everybody stand, if you wouldn't mind. We're going to actually just spend a little bit of time in what we call in our church community in the vineyard ministry time, meaning we just want to create some space intentionally to maybe hear from the Holy Spirit um, and just see what he might want to do. So if you wouldn't mind, if you want to close your eyes, you're welcome to do that if, if that helps you. But we just we just welcome your presence right now. Lord, we thank you for your spirit being with us in this room right now.